You're listening to Weight Loss in the Mind, the podcast starring Scott Patton and Shane James. Let's join them now. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Weight Loss in the Mind. I'm your co-host, Scott Patton, along with Shane James. Hey, Shane, how are you doing today? I am better than excellent, thinking fit and being fit, Scott. Awesome, awesome. Well, it's a beautiful, sunny day here, and uh, we're going to do something really different today. We're just going to jump right into what we want to talk about with no preamble so that we don't get off topic. And really, because we've been promising you that we're going to cover, you know, why people don't set goals and how to, you know, how to set them properly, right? That's right. So that's what we're going to do today, right? Right. But I had a story to tell. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> we'll get right into it. All right. So why don't people set goals? Well, the first clue that I uncovered was totally right with my prediction. People just thought goal setting was not that important. Yeah, it just blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Majority of people. That's what I uncovered with lots of in-depth research. Just strictly thought it's not very important. Think about it. If you're not setting goals right now in your life, you don't think they're that important if you're not doing it. I've actually been struggling with setting my goals. I've been thinking about them and thinking about them, and what I've been writing down hasn't been, you know, some of it's been okay, but I'm, I'm not satisfied, so I'm working on actually improving my goals. And here you are telling me most people don't even think about setting goals. That's right. Wow. Have we ever told the Harvard Business School story? Yes, we did. We did. So we don't have to tell it no, again. That was two episodes back. Two episodes ago. Ah, yes. Okay. All right. Just want to make sure. You know, like, what is it, 3% of the people that set goals, wrote them down in Harvard Business School, you know, 20 years later made more money than all the 97% that didn't. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Like that. Ten years later. Yeah. Ten years later. Ten years yeah. later. So twice as fast as I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that's how important it is to set goals. It is. Very important. See, it was very interesting. And of all the hundreds of people that I have talked to or read about, the most successful ones were the people who had set goals every day. Yeah. The unsuccessful people would say stuff like this. I don't believe in goal setting. I don't have the time. It does not work. And so on and so on and so on. The people who were, say, eating healthy or exercising or following their plan, they had all clear written goals and stuck with their weight goals for the rest of their life. Hmm. Majority of people who are overweight, I found, had no clear written goals at all. Some would tell me their goals, but they had not written them down. So it would be just a every now and then thing. Right. You and know, if you don't maybe write, the New Year's resolution thing, right? Well, and we've talked before about the importance of repetition, right? Yeah. So if you set your goal and you write it down, then you and you put it on, say, your desk or someplace, you know, on your in your bathroom or someplace where you see it a lot, then you're automatically re- repeating it. And that's it's right. getting deeper and deeper into your mind. And that's really, really powerful when it comes to actually creating it. Because I've often thought of, oh, yeah, I'd really like to do this. You know, and 10 minutes later, forgot mm-hmm. that I even thought it. Yeah. So, like, what are the chances of me actually ever doing it? Never. Yeah, not very good. Right? <laughs> that's right. Because <laughs> I didn't even remember that I wanted to do it. Yeah. So, you know, write those things down. 
And, you know, it's really quite funny because I woke up in the middle of the night. I've been trying to think of a headline for a sales letter I was writing. And I thought of this perfect one. I woke up in the middle of the night with, oh, yeah, there it is, right? Unconscious mind working for me, right? And I thought, I should write it down because I'll forget if I don't. And then I thought, no, no, I'll remember. I'll remember. So I woke up, you know, four hours later when I was supposed to get up. And I remembered that I had woken up in the middle of the night with the perfect headline. But you didn't remember the headline. I didn't remember the headline, right? So it took me an hour of, oh, what was it? Well, it was something about this. It was to finally get to, and then it came out again, right? But how much, you know, it would have taken me 10 seconds to write it down, and then I would have had it, and I would never would have had to worry about it, or waste an hour trying to remember it the that's next right, day, yeah. right? And I think that's the power of writing down our goals, is you don't have to remember it. You're, you, you've got it right there, and you go, oh, yeah, that's what it is. And just knowing what your goal is, I think, is probably 80% of actually achieving it. Mm-hmm. That's right. And then writing it down is the last part. Right. That's right. See, the wealthiest people, again, had the same thing as the people we were talking about exercise. You know how they've written down their goals? They reviewed them daily. The people who were broke had no written goals at all. Now, there's clearly a pattern in that, isn't there? Yes. The successful ones took goal setting very seriously. It was like a daily routine, just like eating Brushing your teeth is a daily routine, right? Yeah. Exercising is a daily routine, right? Hot yoga is an almost daily yeah. routine. Yeah, it's funny that I said exercising too is a daily routine, right? <laughs> For some of us, it's a daily routine. For all yeah. of us, it should. It should be. You know, I threw that one in there. Like it's, it should be like brushing your teeth. Yeah. See, that's that's when you know you're going to achieve your goals in exercise is when it becomes like you're brushing your teeth. I mean, how right. can you fail? That's right. I mean, I think sometimes I actually forget to brush my teeth more than I actually forget my exercise. <laughs> you know, I don't mind if I don't mind if my teeth fall out. I'm still going to live till I'm 90 years old healthy at least then. I'm not a dentist, so I'm not going to comment <laughs> that's on That's right. <laughs> but if I'm in the ground for no exercise, it doesn't matter how my teeth look. So that's a good point. That's right. So you yeah. better exercise. It better become more important than brushing your teeth. That's right. I'll stand by that statement. Call you dentists out there. Yeah, the dental associations, <laughs> right. uh, they're phoning us right now. Yeah, that's right. We're getting lots of emails in for that one. <laughs> so I can't, I've come to the conclusion that if you don't write your goals down daily, I mean, it's just going to be hard for you to keep the weight off. It's going to be hard for you to live a long, healthy life of where you really want to be at. So the question is, do you want to do it the easy way or do you want to do it the hard way? That's right. Easy way, follow these simple instructions. Mm-hmm. Think about it. It's only going to take you 10 minutes. I mean, 10 minutes, that's it, to write down your goals every day. And you're going to be like the high achievers. You know, and this yeah. is the first thing that people were, you know, they just didn't think they were important, right? Yeah. So if you start writing them down, you're now going to go into that 3% of the population that thinks, you know what, my goals are important. I'm going to finally do them now. This is it. This is the time when I'm going to create the change. I'm going to do a new behavior. I'm going to do this in repetition. I'm going to create, you know, it creates new neural connections in your brain, which actually makes you smarter because you're doing something different all the time. You know, because I would assume to say that the majority of people listening right now are not writing down their goals every day. And not saying that the people we're talking to or, or anybody listening out there is less than anybody else, but only 3% of the population do it. So, so it's safe to assume that only 3% of our listeners do it. That's right. That's right. So, Okay, so here's a little exercise for those of you that really want to take your 
your uh, lives to the next level. Head over to www.freeweightlosspodcast.com and uh, leave a comment there and just tell us what one of your goals are. Like, what's your weight loss goal? And it, first of all, it's great that you share it with everybody, but also you're now taking action. Yeah, and you know how I'm a firm believer in that. So right. I'm a firm believer in you instantly take action because the reason we procrastinate is because we keep thinking about things. We say, we're going to do this tomorrow. We'll make the phone call tomorrow. We'll do it next day, next day, and next day. And we procrastinate so much that we actually never get around to the thing that we want to do. So if you actually go, and you could even, if you're sitting listening to this podcast right now, press stop on your pause. pause, yeah, pause, stop, whatever, on your, on your uh, iPod or your computer or whatever you're listening to, and write them down right now. Yeah. Then hit the play button again. Well, share it with us on our, on our site. Yeah, okay, well, share it with us first, then hit the play button again. That's right. That's right. That's really taking action. I want to see that action taken. All right, the next reason I found why people don't set goals is they just simply did not know how. Even worse, some people had no goals at all, but in reality, they had a series of just wishes and dreams. Mm. Right, the difference between a wish and a dream and a goal. A lot of difference between that, isn't there? Yeah. Like, say, you know, like, to be healthy, make a lot of money, have a great family. But those are really not goals. Those are more like wishes. Yeah, that's right. Wishes are, are merely um, outcomes, right, for the end result. Well, yeah, or how would you even know? Exactly. That's right. I mean, we can all sit and daydream, right? Yeah. And think of an outcome. But a goal is something that's clear and it's written and it's very specific. Yeah. That's just what I was going to say. Very specific. And usually has a time associated with it too, right? That's right. So you know, you know, if, if today is, you know, August 1st and November 1st you want to lose 10 pounds, it's pretty clear. You just... Write down what your weight is now, and November 1st, get on the scale and see if you're 10 pounds lighter. That's right. And then you know if you've achieved that goal or not. That's right. Totally. And then you know if then you know what strategy you used. If you didn't achieve it, you got to create a different strategy. Yeah. That didn't work. That's right. So. A goal can be quickly and easily described to another person. You can measure your progress until you reach your final destination of the outcome you want, just like you said, Scott. Now, I get a good laugh at how you can go earn a top degree from a leading university without ever receiving one hour on how to goal set. Hmm. I mean, do you think the people leading our education system are completely blind to the importance of goal setting leading to success in our later life? They must be. Yeah. Right? Wake up, people. <laughs> now we're going to get emails from education people, too. That's right. So we got dentists right. and educated people now, right? <laughs> you, do, you deal with those anyways. So. That's right. <laughs> but, of course, you know, when you think about it, if you set a goal of I'm going to get a degree, right? Mm-hmm. It's a three-year degree. It's a four-year degree, right? Yeah. So there you go. And what do you need to do? Well, you need to, in first year, you need to take this class, this class, this class, and three electives. Yeah. Second year, you need to do this, 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 and this. Third year, you need to do that, 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 and the thesis. Yeah. Final exam, and you've got your degree. So there's a, the whole process of achieving your, your degree is, you know, it's very clear what steps you need to take, what your mini goals need to be. You have to pass this course, you have to pass, yeah, yeah. you have to get, you know, 2.2 grade point average or a 4.0 grade point average, whatever it is, right? So it's very clear when you make that goal what it is, the steps you need to do to achieve that goal. Yeah. And it's funny that, 
we don't do that in, like who sets a goal of I'm going to lose 10 pounds, so I need to walk 45 minutes a day, do 10 push-ups a day, uh, ride my bike for, you know, an hour a day, uh, eat carrots and broccoli and vegetables and drink water, and, you know, we don't do that. We just say, I'm going to lose 10, goals, 10 pounds, you know, in the next six months. Yeah, like, yeah. And then it goes by, and, well, gee, you know, what were you doing? Well, you know, it was, it was Easter, and we had the chocolate eggs, and, you know, and Valentine's was in there, too. And, and of course, I had to have, you know, a, a Valentine heart cake because I have that every Valentine's Day with my honey. And, yeah. you know, it's like, That's well, right. no wonder you didn't achieve the goal because you didn't put the plan in place That's to right. achieve it. Because they didn't know how. Right. You know, they didn't know how. And like we just said, I mean, why wouldn't they teach that in school? Yeah. We don't get the how. We go out, and it's like, we'll get a career. Okay, here's your degree. Now, I wake up every morning, but I'm not setting goals, so I don't really know what to do with this degree. So I might go out and I use it, right. but then I get in my comfort zone, and my life ends up exactly that way. I never achieve any more in my life. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I didn't set any more goals. Right. And that's what happens to most people. It becomes a rotating cycle over and over and over again, right? Yeah. So come on, people. Become the top 3%. There you go. Right? You watch your life change. Okay, the next reason that I found why people don't set goals is they have a fear of failure. Oh, interesting. Many people sabotage themselves by not setting any goals at which they might fail. Every time you go on a new weight loss program and fail, it just takes away a little bit of your belief system. You start thinking to yourself, well, why even try again? You know, I fail every time at this. There's just no point. You know there's just no point that's right provide you with the right strategy and anybody can succeed at anything they start the mind to now throughout your journey in life you're going to have to confront many fears Fear is just a, it's a natural thing. Yeah, would you not get married to the person that's the absolutely perfect soulmate just because you're afraid that you might get divorced 20 years down the road? Well, I guess I'm not getting married now. <laughs> <laughs> of course you would. You know? What a sad life that would be. That would be. Now, whenever you start a new program, a new career, a new relationship, or just put yourself out there, there is usually fear, right? It's yeah. kind of like what you said. Yeah. The sad thing is... Most of the people let fear stop them from taking action and achieving their dreams. Now, do not let fear stop you from having the body you deserve, the healthy lifespan you deserve. A matter of fact, don't let fear stop you from anything that you desire in life. I remember when I used to tell my grandma my goals, and I still do, but she used to be very fearful for me. She would say things like, well, what happens, Shane, if you don't achieve your goals? You're going to be so disappointed. Mm, Yeah, boo-hoo. That's right. (laughs) See, she was not meaning to harm me by doing this, but she was trying to protect me from emotional hurt. Yeah. She would rather have me lived in my comfort zone, not pushed out of it, right? Now, I've grown leaps and bounds in all areas in my life. Weight, loss, success, friendships, you know, all kinds of stuff due to the fact that I faced my fears. Yeah, and they weren't all that bad once you faced them either, probably. No, there's nothing scary out there. Yeah. The only scary thing is, is whatever you make it up in your mind. To me, the scariest thing is being like 85, looking back at my life and regretting that uh, I didn't do something that 
I really wanted to do. Like, say, maybe... Having a wonderful relationship and great kids. Yeah. Or, say, maybe exercising and healthy eating when you're 85. And, and so you're, when you are 85, you're yeah. jumping all over the place. That's right. Instead of you're in a home in a wheelchair and can't move yeah. and are having somebody feed you the food. That's right, because you did not take care of yourself. So one of my grandmas was like that for seven years. It was really sad. Did she exercise? No, I don't. Well, she worked on the farm all her life, so I mean, she she was very active. But, but yeah, in her later years, she was just sitting back and relaxing. Yeah, you know, not Didn't too, move much, too much. You know. The other thing I want to comment when you're talking about facing your fear too is, there's a, you always talk about you know ask the the quality of your life depends on the quality of your questions. Yeah. And uh, whenever I had something coming up that I was very fearful about. The question I always ask myself was, what would it be like tomorrow morning when the sun comes up? Because usually that was after whatever this terribly fearful event is, yeah, right? Yeah. And, it was like, and, I, and I was like, oh, things will be fine. And I was like, okay, so all i got to do is get through this next hour or two hours or that hour in the future. And tomorrow when the sun rises, everything's going to be fine. And mm-hmm. it just made it so much easier you know, because the anticipation of the fearful event is usually worse than the fearful event. That's right. You know, and it's like, focus on, like, Saturday, I'm going to be playing tennis with my friend. Great. What happens on Friday doesn't matter so much. Exactly. Totally. You know, just about six months ago, my grandma told me a story on her fears that she'd never told me before, and it was mm-hmm. investing. And my grandma and grandpa never invested in anything again after one incident that happened to them. Mm. It was like, she said, it was about 25 years ago, they took 5000 of their dollars, and that was quite a bit of money back then, 25 yeah. years ago, right? Yeah. And invested it with this guy, and then they, I think they invested 2000 more or something like that, $7,000 total. And my grandpa thought it was going to work, and they lost all their money. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to raise my mom and my aunt. And my grandma said, you know, Shane, at that point, I told your grandpa I wouldn't let him invest in anything ever again. So they never did anything again, you know. So, you know, they, they, they lived, lived somewhat comfortably, you know, now, but they never, you know, really went to any new heights or tried any new things. They lived in that comfort zone because she admitted to me I took on that fear right. of ever investing in anything ever again. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, very, very interesting, which was a good thing for me because – I understood where she got the fear from when she was scared of me trying new things. Right. That was her. She didn't want to, She didn't want me to feel like what happened to her at one time in her life, mm-hmm. just trying to protect me. Right. Now, Good insight. That's right. On the other hand, successful people feel the fear but keep taking action until they get what they want. Now, they understand what Susan Jeffrey suggested in her book, and that's feel, feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. Now, I mean, if you haven't read that book, I just suggest picking up that book. It's called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway, Susan Jeffries. Yeah, it's a great book. Yeah, it's an awesome book. Now, some people will do anything to avoid the uncomfortable feeling of fear. Now, it would be a good idea if you take a look at yourself and be totally honest with yourself. Is this you? Is fear really holding you back? If you're one of those people, you run the biggest risk of not achieving whatever you want in your life. Hmm. We've all heard the saying, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Yes, thank you. Now, I like how psychologists refer to the word fear. Have you ever heard this one? 
I can give you a guess. All right, I want to hear if you get it right. False evidence appearing real. Mm, kind of. I got a few different words. I know where you got that one from. F meaning fantasized. Okay. E meaning meaning. E meaning meaning? Uh, yeah. <laughs> meaning? Just say. Oh, no, never mind. <laughs> you got to cut all that out. <laughs> I'm like, E meaning. Oh, I was going to say E meaning experiences. In the okay, so. Okay, well, cut, for, let's start again. Let's start again. For, for yeah, cut that out, that part. Okay. So. F meaning fantasized. Yeah. E meaning experiences. Okay. A meaning appearing. And R meaning real. Fantasized experiences appearing real. Ah, okay. Yeah. Fantasized experiences. Yeah, so we're fantasizing about the experience we're going to have in the future, and then it appears real, and then we're sad. Yeah. yeah I thought that was just a great definition. Yeah, that really is. And it also shows that the, that the fear is based on unreality. Of what you make up in your brain. Yeah, that's right. Hmm. We make up all the fear in our brain. So we can be talking to ourselves fearfully, or we can talk to ourselves bravely. That's and really, right. in most in most cases, I mean, it's not like we're, you know, in uh, you know, knights fighting or something like that. And, and what we're going to do is going to cause us to be killed, right? Or we're not at war. We're not fantasizing about going out to war and with tanks and bombers and all that sort of stuff. Like most people's lives are crossing the street and you know, driving a car and going to work and all the rest of it. So it's not like it's life and death, but we treat it as though it's life and death sometimes. Mm -hmm. Well, fear stops us in our, dead in our tracks, right? Yeah. I mean, we create all the fear in our mind before it's even there. I mean, yes, of course, we don't want to do things when, say, we've already made the storybook play in our head that's going to create that fear. Do you see what I mean? It's mm -hmm. that... We're already creating it. Yeah. Right? Now, if I ran my mind like that, I'd probably not come out of my room all day long because you'd be too fearful to come out. That's right. You'd constantly be making things up in your brain. Yeah. Why even go out of your room? So I know some of you are probably sitting there and they're thinking right now, well, how do I get rid of this thing called fear then shame? What happens if I'm so fearful to start an exercise program because I may fail? Now let me give you a quick technique right now to help you change that in an instant. So a lot of this program is about changing your mindset, right? Changing behaviors. Now the quickest and the most powerful way that I know to eliminate fear from your life is to first ask yourself, what are you fearful of? Good question. Yeah, right? Quality of questions are? Quality of your life. Yes. Thank you. You're catching on. <laughs> When you ask yourself the question, a picture has to come up in your mind. Now let me give you an example. If you start thinking of yourself exercising, and then you see yourself huffing and puffing and hating exercise, that's the image you're running in your mind. Of course you're going to be fearful to go exercise then. Yeah, or not motivated. That's right. And that, that's, I mean, pretty much the same thing as fear when you're not motivated. Right. In that example, it's just being fearful to go. You're creating that frustration that I don't want to do stuff, fearing of going to exercise. Yeah, so when we're talking about fear, we're not just talking about the fear you feel when you go see a horror movie and you get scared. These are all the things that actually just stop you. That's right. And we may be so numb to the fear that we assume a fear feels a certain way, 
But there's probably a lot of things that we fear that just feels kind of like numb and we're just stopped and we procrastinate and mm. all that sort of stuff. So it's not this, ah, fear that we're talking about. It's, yeah, well, we don't think because we don't join an exercise program that we're fearful of it. But a lot of times, yes, we're fearful of it. We just don't admit it. That's right. It was a past thing that we maybe failed on and we're scared to fail again. Yeah. So we're fearful. Most of the things that we don't do, it's because we're fearful. It could be because, not because of... Um, well, why else, would you not, money. why else would you not do it if you weren't That's scared? Right. Right? And a lot of times you think about the exercise, it's if you're fearful of having a bad emotional experience again. If you've got a, a past experience that's still anchored in you. Now, if you guys don't know what anchors mean, go back to one of our podcasts. You know, we did 57 and I talk all about anchors. That's right. That's right. Now, for, for some of us, it can get even more intense as we might hear certain sounds that scare us. Maybe it was like a spouse said, I told you there was no way you're going to stick to your exercise program. So as you make an image in your mind of yourself exercising, all of a sudden you hear this, your spouse's words. And then when you hear your spouse's words, you get more fearful to even join another program. Mm-hmm. It's a past anchor. Go back to another podcast if you want to hear about anchoring. That's right. <laughs> Repetition is the mother of skill. That's what I'm doing right now to you guys. So to break the thing of fear of anything in your life, you have to manipulate the pictures in your head. Remember, I've said it over and over again, the brain can't tell the difference between what's real or what's vividly imagined. Right. So you can actually trick the brain. You'd make a picture of you loving exercise. You're full of vital and you're full of energy and you see yourself in the best shape of your life. You hear your spell saying, great job, I know you can do it. And other people saying that around you. Even if he didn't say that, you can make that up in your mind, people. That's right. You control your dreams and your images. That's that's right. You don't have to take on other people's beliefs and their words and their values like most of the time we do. I mean, that's why our beliefs and our values are created because they're mostly other other people's. You know, uh, and I'll stop here because that's becoming a whole other podcast. And we're going to be here for another two hours. See, I'm getting off track here, and we said we weren't going to do that today, right? That's right. All right. And not only that, this is a good time to segue into, uh, this will be at least a two-part uh, podcast because we're now running at approximately 25 minutes, which is 15 minutes longer than we said we would, 10 minutes longer than we said we would. So we're going to... Uh, well, will you stop talking so much then? All right. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just a blabbermouth. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're just going to uh, we'll take a short break, and we'll be right back, although for you guys it'll probably be a couple days, uh, with part two of this. So do you, is there anything to finish up this particular last thought? I think we just did, right? Um, no. No, I, I had a lot more to go in to finish the strategy on this last one. Okay. So do we want to do a next podcast? Like I can like end right here and go right into what I was going to teach. Why don't you? Because it sounds to me like we've got some really good stuff on the actual fundamental things to do. And we don't have time to do it for today's podcast. Okay. All right. All right. So, everybody, hey, what's your homework? Uh, write down a goal, right? Head over to www.freeweightlosspodcast.com and write, let us know what your goals are. Let us know your experience achieving your goals or writing your goals down because I'm sure that a lot of you have got some great stories about how you wrote down a goal and things that happened magically that helped you achieve that goal. Also, want to remind you too that weightlossinthemind.com is open. We've, we've got a free membership site there and we're going to be adding lots and lots of information as well as a really cool premium uh, section to that with even more in-depth talking about all these different things. So, uh, 
Any last comments before we go? Yeah, I'm going to finish that last part I was teaching. Okay, let's finish that last <laughs> okay. part. Okay. Um, so the last part, I'm just going to make a brief. What was the last thing we talked about? Okay, it was, it was impossible to be fear, it's impossible to be fearful when your brain can't imagine being fearful. That's what we were just talking about. Okay. What I want you guys to do is you would then follow through with anything you set your mind to. That made no hell sense. You know where I just said because these I'm not, these I'm not even going to use, so we're done. Oh, we're done. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. So let me just finish. Well, I saw four, I had three or four pages, and I thought if we yeah, end no, up discussing them, I can finish here. Okay. Let me know when you're ready. Okay. Yeah. Just let me. I'm going to try and so blend. So, like I said, when you start making images in your mind that are good, like the examples I just gave, it's impossible to be fearful. Do you see what I mean yeah, by that? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. You will then follow through with anything that you set your mind to. This is a very powerful strategy, so please use it. Every high achiever that I've known that has used this strategy, or every, sorry, every high achiever that I've known has used this strategy to become a high achiever. They right. might not even been taught of it, but they picked it up somewhere and been using that. That's how they get over fear. It was like one time with... Um, one of my friends, we were going on a roller coaster, and she was fearful to get on the roller coaster. So when we got up to the roller coaster, she says, I can't do this. And this stuff's just crazy. And I said, you're already feeling the fear in your head. You're placing it in your mind already mm -hmm. before we're even there. You're already making pictures in your head. I could actually sit there, and I said, I bet you you just made a picture of the roller coaster coming off the track. And I didn't want to plant that more. And she goes, how did you know? Because <laughs> I can read your pictures you're making in your head right now. Yeah. I said, stop, slow down, look at me. You're creating fear where there's no fear to be had. Right. Nothing's happened. It right. hasn't come off the track, hasn't did anything. You're creating all that. You're, you're trying to predict a future thing that's going to happen to you. Yeah. So I said, okay, we're going to go on the roller coaster. And she's like, no, we're not, Shane, we're not. Please, please don't make me. And I said, look, let's just take your mind somewhere else. Let's get rid of the fear. Right, and we started, you know, doing st other stuff. We put just like I talked about a minute ago about seeing yourself at exercise, uh, enjoying it, not huffing and puffing, not throwing up. You know, you're loving it. So we put her in one of her favorite places, right? And mm -hmm. and we put her there. And as we put her in her favorite place, she closed her eyes and she seen herself at her favorite place, and she was enjoying it. And and the, as the roller coaster would go by, I noticed that she could start to hear the noise of the roller coaster. And every time she would hear it, I could tell her picture go back to the roller coaster. So I said, look, when you hear that noise go by, I want you to take that noise and I want you to take the noise that you're actually hearing and put it in the picture where you're happy and make it something a noise of something that you like in your picture. Mm -hmm. So we t we substituted because the brain can't tell the difference. Difference, what's real or what's vividly imagined. That's so right. we took the noise from the roller coaster and she created where her happy place was. And as it went by, she was getting more and more happiness in that piece. And I said, mm -hmm. keep your eyes closed. She was holding on to my arm. We were slowly walking up to the roller coaster. I said, don't open your eyes until we get into the thing. Come on, you can do it. She's still picturing. You know, the guy's like trying to talk to us. Are you guys this son just like, shh, to him, just get us on the thing, right? Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. I've been working my ass off for half an hour to try and get her on this. So we finally get in the thing. She's still in her happy place. Her state has not changed. She's totally not fearful at all. We get in the thing. The 
cage thing goes down on us. Now she has thing to up, She opens her eyes, and holy shit, she says, what did you do to me? <laughs> I said, you know, no way out now, honey. That's right. So anyways, she then, she was like getting really scared again, so I took her back in the place, and I said, you know, where is something that you sat that was maybe touching your arms that you were in a good place? And like that, so she went back, and she says, oh, I remember I was in this, um, yeah, uh, what was it? Uh, it was like a, it was like a bungee jumping thing oh, that yeah. she had went on. But she really enjoyed, she really enjoyed it. She had these straps on and stuff, and she wasn't scared to do that, right? Right. She just had a fear of roller coasters. Right. And she said, I remember that. It was the same feeling, and I was like excited, and I said, Let's go back to that feeling. Hear the noises. So she felt like I actually got her to like feel like she was in that same seat. So she went cool. into the same seat, and as she did that, the roller coaster started, and, and she closed her eyes, and she didn't even feel she was on the roller coaster. And she goes, This is crazy. I'm not even scared. <laughs> and I said, yeah, let's see, you create it all in your mind. That's so great. to this day, now she has learned the repetition to actually not feel the fear mm, because cool. she used that strategy. Nice. Right? And I use that in everything I do. I use that with my fitness. I use that for success. I use that for uh, everything that I do. When I'm starting to feel fear, bang, it's gone like that. Cool. Instant fear elimination. That's right. I mean, the most things that – why we're – held back in life is because of fear. Yeah. Cool. All right. So we actually finished this podcast off without having to go to part two. Mm-hmm. And that's because, folks, he took three pages and decided not to talk about them. <laughs> that's right. Because <laughs> he had a whole pile of pages. Well, there's no way it's going to take us another hour to get through all this. And then as I was winding up, he looks and well, I don't need to talk about this. I don't need to talk. I put these all in other ones, so <laughs> we're done. So we actually have two closes to this podcast episode. Yeah. There's a new, new technique. There's a new technique. Two closes. That's a false close, and everyone's going, oh, no, no, we want to hear the rest of it. Now, see, we gave it to yeah. you. We, we aim to please. I wonder how many people actually turned off their uh, iPods when we said we're done and they don't want to listen to the rest of it. <laughs> They'll be confused when they get the next episode yeah. and we don't continue. Yes, yeah, so we'll have to go tell them to go back on the next one if they turned it off right away. That's right. That's right. So, uh, as I like to always, rem- here's the repetition, right? Head over to www.freeweightlosspodcast.com. Leave some comments. Let us know. We really, really appreciate uh, everyone who takes the time out of their busy day to uh, give us some feedback. Let us know. We get good feedback. We get feedback that's constructive. And <laughs> it's a nice way of saying bad feedback. And uh, We don't get any bad feedback. Ever. Ever. We no. have never had uh, that. That's right. And we just lose our cars. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> In fact, we're on Facebook, and this woman, I didn't ever told you this, uh, she she sends me a message on Facebook, and she says, Hi, are you the Scott that's, uh, that does weight loss in the mind? Yeah. <laughs> I said, Yes, I am. She says, Oh, cool. And then we had a little more of a conversation, but I thought that was really cute. Was it? Yeah. Did she say, Do you have your car or anything? No, she said she loves the stories about our cars. <laughs> that's quite funny. I've gone that quite often around, too. I was out the other night, and somebody had said to me, You know, I tuned into your podcast. I didn't know this person very well either. And they, he said, yeah, I heard some of your car stories. They're hilarious. Yeah. yeah. And then I said, did you get any learning so at least? <laughs> and they're like, ah, actually I did. I said, good. I was, yeah, like watch where you park your car. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Uh, all right, and the other thing is head over to uh, weightlossinthemind.com and uh, join the free membership site there. Once we're, uh, we're ready to really, we've been working hard on more in-depth information to, to put in there so that we can continue to uh, give you guys the most cutting-edge information. And actually, Shane, 
you were saying the other day that the stuff that you're coming up with is like light years ahead of the, what you were planning and putting in there. Yes, that, that's why it's actually taken me quite longer than I thought it was going to take me. Yeah. Just because the stuff that I'm putting in there has never been created in a fitness program, the DVDs, the exercise programs. It's never been put in DVDs, the exercise programs ever in a fitness program. So it's taken me quite a while to put that in because it's such new technology and stuff that I'm creating in there. You know, as well as all the mind CDs and all all the kind of stuff to go along with it. So, that's right. Yeah. And the other thing too, there's going to be a few things that we're going to be telling you about over and over again because we have so many new listeners joining us, and we're not sure um, if they'll listen to every single podcast episode or just this one. And we're planning for January 2009 to have a uh, weight loss in the mind cruise. We're going to be heading to three or four islands in the Caribbean. And uh, the cost of it will be the cost of the cruise. Like whatever the cruise ship charges, that's the cost. The time that you spend with us on the cruise is uh, free, really. Shane looks at me like, what? <laughs> but uh, we're just, I've been on this cruise this, with this particular group uh, the last two years, and it's been awesome. There's been some really, really amazing people on it, and we're just going to have a little bit of time just for our group and then you can join the larger group if you want. So once we've got the details on that, we'll have that up at Weight Loss in the Mind. I think we'll just have it in the membership section so that the members only. Yeah, and we're only going to take so many. Because that's right, they, like we, 20 or yeah. 30 people. Normally we would charge for this, but I'll be honest, the only reason we're not going to charge for this is because Scott's been on the cruise and there's some of the top well, top internet marketers and business people around the world. Some entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs around the world. People that are absolutely yeah. amazing. A couple even guys that are on TV and stuff. Yeah. So there's some you know fairly big people that you guys will get to be around too, and I we thought that it was just a good bonus for the select people in our weight loss group that wanted to come on, you know, and I'll teach more about weight loss and we'll get into some in-depth strategies. You'll be able to go on a cruise step. and lose weight. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> First time. Yeah, that's yeah, right. that's right. And have a great time too. We're not talking about you know. Just sitting around not doing nothing. Yeah, I'm not talking about I'm going to be a drill sergeant with you guys. <laughs> Even though I'll teach you some crazy good strategies and we'll have some fun. But, we'll have uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So I'm looking forward to that. That'll It'll be nice to meet some of you guys as well. That, yeah, face you know, to face. Yeah, a lot of you that write in. And, you know, I, I think there'll be quite a few that have kept in contact with us for quite a while already that uh, have already said, you know, we'd like to meet you guys. When are you putting on a seminar? When are you guys, you know, going to do this kind of stuff, right? And, and so we've been kind of building up for it. We would have been out there doing a lot of seminars by now already. When I, I have been doing weight loss seminars like crazy, but we haven't been offering them too worldwide yet just because I've been getting so much of the, the membership site ready to go and launched. Yeah. So that's taken a long time. Cool. All right. So uh, see you all next time. And, uh, Shane, you get the last four words. I'm going to say more than four this time. Oh, what? Yeah, I always have to be uh, different. I always, always have to be it's like... Such a non I, Yeah, I just, just can't I, go with you. I'm so scared to hear what you're going to say <laughs> now. I'm going to turn off the recorder. This will be another 25-minute podcast now. You realize that. I know, yeah. yeah I was going to say, feel the fear and do it anyway. Think fit, be fit. See you all next time.